Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. I know it's morning on the West Coast, but it is early afternoon here in Vermont. I'm here still and loving it. It is finally the last few days it stopped raining. It's been raining almost every day since I've been here, and I'm enjoying the weather. It is not the weather that I come here for, of course, when it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Uh, I come, of course, for my friends and family and you know, the nature setting. It's it's just fabulous. And it's been great for me. I've been walking four or five miles every morning and I walk along this beautiful river. And I work with a higher self. I'm doing healing on myself and on many other people, getting information on my third book. And also recently I've been getting information on my meetup groups that are going to be starting in, I believe, the second week of August. I see Robin is on the, has called in, so I'm letting her know. Um, anyway, so the the point is that it's been a fabulous experience here. There was has been a little bit of chaos, but now that I figured out this phone situation and I'm able to do my show without worrying about technical difficulties, it's made that portion of the trip very enjoyable, and as it always is. But there were some, if you recall, some technical difficulties a couple, three times, so I'm very happy to have that all ironed out. Anyway, today is going to be a really good show, uh, or I guess if you call it a show, my radio show. Yeah, it's a really good show, and I'm excited about I'm really excited about it, and it was a. I'm going to be reading the material that Joan Culpepper brought through from the Higher Self on July 15th, 1987. So, not the 15th yet of July, but we're close to making it a 30 years ago kind of, almost exactly 30 years ago, and at the end, I'm going to be doing a healing on. Well, someone named Kim asked me to do a healing on her sister, Pam. Now, the higher selves, it's so interesting because I was planning to do that, and then I tacked it on to this this week's show, and I realized that it's symbolic of, or not symbolic, it's an example of a commingled issue, an issue between two people and the higher self do address that in the show you'll see when I get to it. So, in fact, instead of just doing the healing on her sister, Pam, I'm going to be doing a healing on both of them. So, anyway, that's you'll hear more about it in a bit. But let me go through the, the higher selves in this case. They do the amalgamation. They save the healing circle portion, as Joan does the healing circle portion, at the end after the information, but I'm going to break in between the information and the healing circle. I'm going to tell you about 
Kim and her sister Pam, and then we'll go and do the healing. I'm going to do a little amalgamation to kind of bring us back into that state, and then I will continue with the healing circle, and then we'll move right in straight into the healing for uh, Kim and Pam. Kim actually does not is not able to hear the show. She's in a very rural area of Canada, and she's unable to actually hear the shows. So they have very, very limited access to Wi-Fi and phone and all sorts of things. She's very hampered. So we connect through text, <laughs> and she has a very old phone, so she doesn't have the podcast app that we have on the more the newer phones which is a way, I've told you about it the last few times, I don't need to repeat it again, but the podcast app on the iPhone, the Samsung, and the Android is free, and I'm on, my shows are available on that if you just put in Higher Self Voice Radio, and there I am. (laughs) Anyway, so, okay, so let's just get started, and I will contact Kim and let her know approximately what happened in the healing. So she will hear, but she is not able to listen. But as we know, guys, it's going to happen anyway. It is with consciousness comes power. So it is more powerful when it's conscious and I will bring it to her consciousness so that she at least knows about it. Okay. Let's all quiet our minds. And in the state of quiet, I want each of us to focus our attention on the light within, that being the individual light within each of us. As you know, this is representative of your pure soul essence, and it's within the center of this light, this symbolic light, that we carry our highest point of power at its most perfect positive level. It's important to remember and to bring into consciousness again that in this state of centeredness, when we stand consciously within the center of this symbolic light and become very conscious of the fact that we are connected to the totality of all life, we are in essence able then to access and bring into this reality the various energies as they pertain to the originating source of all energy. So let us take a moment and very consciously move into that into the center of our light. And as we stand within the center, let us become conscious that through our connection to all life, we are assisting through this connection all life forms beneath us in an evolutionary in in evolutionary awareness. And we are being assisted by all life forms above us in evolutionary awareness. And what we receive from these higher levels we process through the pure soul essence and unconsciously send that out to assist the lower life forms. It's important to remember also as you stand within the center of your light that this is the true reality of you. And as you stand within the center, you are standing in your purity and perfection and power. Now let us very consciously take with us this understanding of the true reality of the pure soul essence. Let us now amalgamate with the totality of all energy as it pertains to the originating source. 
Let us also amalgamate our pure soul essence with the totality of the pure soul essences of all souls in all realities. And now let us consciously amalgamate with the totality of our higher selves. And let us remember that in this amalgamation with the totality of our higher selves, we are pulling from the highest level of evolution that we have gained in the higher dimension. And we are processing that through uh, ourselves here in this reality. So we're not separate from our pure soul essence or the originating source of energy or our higher selves. We are a part of all of that. And we process that from this inner level that we carry here in this reality many times unconsciously. But it is beautifully positive and energetic and very viable and a very viable process that you are able to utilize and work with in consciousness. Now, in keeping with what we've been given over the last few years, let us take a moment now to become very conscious of these three different areas of amalgamation that we are processing. Let us be conscious of the pure soul essence. Let us be conscious of the originating source. Be conscious of the totality of the higher selves. And let each of us understand and accept that in this process of amalgamating in these three levels, that we are, each of us individually, an open conduit through which higher levels of information can and will and already does process. Higher selves. Additionally, as we continue to unfold and as we continue to move into higher levels of our higher evolved vibration, we will continue to go through periods where we are, for all intents and purposes, unable to cope, placed in a position once more where we feel powerless. But the beauty in the process that we are undergoing is that it creates an easier and easier flow for us as we move into those higher levels of consciousness. So that what today might appear to be us, appear to be a situation that causes us to feel powerless, a year from now we would view the same kind of situation simply as a piece of cake. It is in part it is part of the human facade vibration as well as the human vibration true human vibration, to look forward in great expectation, times when you can stand in a state of knowledgeable power, knowledgeable control, and process the situations and conditions in life in a manner that are acceptable in a positive way. But it's very important to remember that the removal of the fourth dimensional veils, the process needed to move us to this state, is a process that takes place based on what each of you as an individual have chosen insofar as the timing involved and insofar as the manner in which you decide those veils are to be removed. Janet, okay. I think many of you can relate to this wanting to be somewhere in the future where we're better off, where we're closer to that state of awareness, that state of connecting to our power and control. We, we've all done that. 
we all want everything to have happened yesterday. Uh, I myself have had to work on that living in the future, taking myself off of the now. I've had to do that quite a bit. And I want to encourage you to, to do it yourself, to let go of the wants and the needs and the expectations and the desires and the future goals. If you can, let those go as much as you are able because then we are able to stand in the now and that's where our true power lies and that that's the place where we want to live out of if we can. Okay, higher selves will explain this in their own way a bit better, I'm sure. Anyway, higher self. This means that in many instances, when situations and conditions surround us that are not comfortable from many different levels or many different directions, there is a tendency toward impatience, a tendency toward looking away from the situation as it exists in the moment. We tend to view it either from what we might desire in the future with the perspective that it would be better, or we view it from a past perspective, looking to what we might have done differently to have prevented it. This takes your attention off the now of the situation you're involved in. It is the now that allows you the conscious access to the power that you carry, which would assist you in correcting these situations and conditions. Additionally, because each of us commingle at the soul level, based on the purposes designed by the individual souls in their commingling, it must be fully understood that the situations and conditions that can be controlled, the commingled situations and conditions that can, can be controlled, strike that, fully understood that the situations and conditions that can be controlled seem to be far more easily directed and modified when it pertains specifically to you. This means that if you have situations in your mundane role, for example, where financial considerations are playing themselves out, it seems far easier for you to stand in a state of consciousness on the now of that financial condition and exert the power that you carry in order to bring those corrections in. It seems to become more difficult to modify a situation as far as overtly manifesting the end results of the power when we tend to view the situation or condition as being the fault of another individual or group of individuals. Yet, we remind you again that the soul is solely responsible for its own pattern of manifesting and taking charge of its life. Janet, okay, I want to emphasize that the higher selves are not saying that a condition or situation that involves commingling of souls is more difficult to modify because others are involved. Instead, they are saying that it is more difficult. It is more difficult to modify a situation when we disconnect from our power, when we give our power away, and when we become a victim because we have the tendency to blame others. It's very much a part of the human condition to blame others as being responsible instead of focusing on the now and working to process what it is that we are carrying that led our soul to be part of that condition. So it's our perspective that makes it seem more difficult. 
you've heard me talk a lot about blame. And so here again, the higher selves are reminding us that blame takes us off the now, gives away our power, and we are not able to deal with a situation as the directing identity because we have moved into uh, a situation, uh, the situation where we have placed, we've given the power away. Okay. Remember, this isn't a, any kind of judgment here. It's just simply stating what is part of the human condition, guys. We've all experienced it. We've all done it. This has been the way for a long time. And this is, for one, I'm working really hard on myself in order to change that. And I, hopefully you, can under, you see that I encourage everybody else to do the same. Okay, higher self. When a soul is commingling, with another soul who may have various imprinted experiences, it often brings you to feel as if you are in a hopeless and helpless and powerless state. We would point out that in a situation like this, whether you may be facing one at this point in time or will be facing one at a future time, that to focus your attention outward on another individual or group of individuals as it pertains to you in conjunction with this commingling is to, again, take the power off yourself. It also gives us a false illusion that we aren't solely responsible for ourselves. In reality, if you're processing and moving in your own, into your own soul space at the highest level of spiritual understanding that you're able to, it allows you to be in charge of these situations and conditions, to have power over these situations and conditions. Not that you will recreate the experiences necessarily for the individual or individuals who are processing and assisting in this commingled outward manifestation, but it gives you the power over the situation, the control over the situation, simply because you are standing in an objective viewpoint and are more able to allow these individuals to process and to be who and what they are. Okay. This is eventually a rather worldwide, gradually brought into existence. So at this point in time, you could be said to be going through practice runs when you are involved in situations and conditions when this commingling takes place. Or you will recall that the idea and concept of higher heart consciousness and the idea of unity with all life, respect for all life, deals specifically with the idea that each individual is permitted to be who they are, to express and to process at whatever level they're on without the conflict of other individuals moving in to to attempt to enforce or or coerce their own viewpoints, ideas, and concepts onto those individuals. It's difficult at this point in time to fully comprehend that you can reach and maintain that state of objectivity. As been discussed previously, this objectivity does not imply that you will become cold, unemotional type of individuals. Instead... This objectivity is the ability 
to view a situation and a condition, even when you are involved in it in a very personal way, to be able to very objectively view that situation, keeping that the personal emotions of what you want or what you don't want or what you think it should be or what you think it shouldn't be completely out of the way. Believe it or not, this is a major factor in assisting, in assisting individuals, government, country, into higher levels of their own understanding. In permitting that kind of vibration to exist where we allow individuals and groups of individuals to be who they are and what they are, you can see that the kind of unity and peace that is spoken of as coming in for this planet will develop out of that state of allowance. This is not to indicate, in case you were wondering, that any of you should involve yourselves in situations where you fall into the trap of believing that Unconditional love means that you permit things to happen to you based on the fact that you must, that you feel like you must stand there and permit whatever happens to happen. You certainly would not stand on a dark street corner and allow the robber the space to come in and rob you if you had the ability to prevent that. So it is not an idea that says, yes, you must put up with negative behavior from one person or a group of people. What is important to understand is that until you become objective, you would only be there, be standing there, permitting the negative behavior to tear down your own self-esteem, to tear away your sense, your own sense of self-worth. For if you are truly objective, you do not have to grit your teeth and go through the motions of being objective. What is a sense? what essentially we are asking at this point in time is that each of you begin to focus very consciously on the idea of that kind of objectivity. It's far easier to practice this in areas that are not of personal concern to you. And on this planet, there's no lack of situations and conditions that exist that would allow you to practice your objectivity. And practicing the objectivity and then bringing that back into your personal life, standing in the center of your own space, becoming objective as you can without creating an environment for yourself that is self-destructive or martyred in some way, you will begin to see that you are truly powerful and that no situation, no condition within your personal experience can rob you of that except as you and your unobjectified emotional schisming allow that kind of situation to happen. There is nothing, nothing that anyone can say to you or even do to you that robs you of the purity of who you are, that robs you of the power that you carry, except as you permit these situations and circumstances and conditions to create an unhealthy environment within your own mind, about yourself. Janet, okay. This has been important stuff, of course. But when the higher self say all of this, it seems like it's easy for them to say, but it's difficult for us to do. And in a way, it is. But 
the higher selves um, want to encourage us, want to inform us and then encourage us that we do have the ability to tap into and be all tap into and be all that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, and be all that we can be, okay? Um, so the higher selves are going to give us a little help right now. Okay, higher selves. We promote very strongly the idea of working with your altered realities. The altered realities, as you know, are being processed at any rate. Everyone is experiencing more and more emotional schisming. The more often you can work within your thought form body, your habit body, and emotional bodies to address the patterns, the easier the soul-mind detox becomes for each of you so that you understand you will process and move through this. That objectivity will ultimately be part of the power that you claim in a very overt way. But you can greatly assist yourself at this point in time in moving towards that idea of objectivity, of training yourselves very consciously to listen to what you're hearing, to allow whatever you're thinking about to to be there, and then asking yourself, what about the other side of this? Okay. Janet, this is me. Now, I know... I have shared with you this story about my child, probably childhood, probably more than once. And I think many of you have perhaps experienced this in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes childhood has just got that innocence about it that <laughs> make things, makes things seem somewhat simple. And this Standing in the center of objectivity and looking at the other side triggered again my memory of that childhood when I was sitting around the table or in the den or whatever with my family talking and they would be criticizing friends and neighbors about this, that, and the other. And I would just sit there quietly listening and I, from a very early age, kept thinking to myself, the X, Y, or Z person really meant to irritate you or meant to do something wrong. They probably had a good reason. And I thought that a lot. And this developed over time. I developed this real theory, actually, as I grew up, that all, this can sound weird, but this was the term that all morality is really based on the individual. But morality isn't exactly what it was, but all sense of right and wrong uh, was based on the individual, depending on what was going on to the individual. And I had a very, very, very narrow point of view that was all uh, dependent on what the individual had experienced in their lives. And I, it, I really actually developed the theory really well, and I think I mentioned before that I ended up taking accidentally an anthropology course in college, and that theory was that right and wrong uh, was all determined culturally, that depending on your culture and your language, that the rights and wrongs and um, viewpoints perspectives was culturally based and mine was individually based but I never had 
heard or seen or read anything at that point of time that anything was relative. I had been introduced to the idea that there was, you know, absolute truth. This is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. And so to have any kind of relativistic kind of theory to me was great, you know. And so I jumped in and I majored in anthropology and it just was one of the, it was perfect for me. And here again, though, the higher self is saying, if we can understand that relative to the individual, relative to society, relative to the culture, relative to the beliefs, that if we can allow them to be there without enforcing or forcing ours onto somebody else, coercing them to think like we think or do what we would do, that kind of thing. This is, again, has nothing to do with just standing back and allowing somebody to hurt you or harm you. It isn't about that. It's more about belief systems and ways of living the life pattern, that kind of thing. And it's just uh, another instance where the higher selves do really encourage us to cooperate with this process that's going on, cooperate with it and really work on ourselves. And now that I'm in Vermont, I've got the spare time. I've been (laughs) really working on myself and I can really see the difference. And I'm doing it every day because I'm not living my normal life. I have more space. So I know how difficult it is for people who are busy going to work and, you know, putting in a eight-hour, 10-hour, even a 12-hour day, or have families, and this, that, and the other. It's hard to spend the time, and I appreciate it, but uh, but it is also something we don't have to spend, you know, an hour or two doing every day. If you spent 10 minutes or 20 minutes, it was going to be helpful. Okay, so, let yourself continue. It's unfortunate in this society on this planet that the majority of people accept what they hear in broadcast or read in a newspaper or in books, accept that as the absolute truth. We, w- we won't belabor the issue of the fact that there is no truth, for you all know that. But you can remove yourself from that kind of vibration simply by recognizing that everything out there has more than one side to the story. This greatly frees you then to begin to practice the same kind of objectivity when you, where you are personally concerned in a, in a co-mingling atmosphere with other people. You are, without any reservation, whole and complete and perfect, but you appear to become less than that when you allow others to find fault with you and when you accept it without object, objectively stopping to understand There's another side to this story. This is uh, Joan. She comes in and gives an example. What they are saying is that, let's say I'm in a discussion with other people, and these other people are telling me that what I'm doing is wrong, that what I'm thinking is wrong, that I'm on the wrong track. And if I allow that kind of acceptance in without objectively stepping back and saying, now, wait a minute. That really may be how they are viewing this, but it has nothing to do with me. I can do that, then I'm not giving my power over to these people. I'm not allowing them to control my space. I'm objectively standing within my own space. Now, I may be hurt and upset and bothered that these individuals are doing this to me, but I'm not giving my my power over. I'm giving them the space to feel that way, to be who they are. It's their right 
if that's what they think and feel, then, of course, we can neutralize any hurt or upset that comes up for us without blaming or targeting those people. So that's a very simplified kind of example as to what the higher selves were given and how to better deal with situations and conditions and not not stay in a state of feeling powerless and helpless and hopeless and unable to cope where other individuals enter in and the situation becomes a collective situation. Higher self. Always remember we are the power. It is our power unless we turn it over and give it to somebody else. We're the only ones who can turn it over and give it to someone else. It's our decision. Quote, it's my decision, unquote. We have to become conscious of the fact that we're making those decisions. We have to become conscious of the fact that we can only control the space that we stand in. Now, if another soul or group of souls stands in their space and we send them hope energy or other energies of this sort and the soul's desire to accept it, then that's good. That works. But if they don't desire to accept it, there's nothing that can be done until they do desire to accept it. If the soul does not desire it, the energy hangs out until some such time the soul will partake of it. Our space is the only space we can truly control. Our space, this space we stand in, that is ours. This space that I stand in, that is mine. I control this. I'm not powerless. I'm not helpless. I control it. It's my decision. Now they want you to become very, very conscious in the moment of that power to feel, to feel that surging in your soul space right now here in this moment to feel that. In your mind, tell yourself, I am the power. I control my space. I allow myself access to this power. It's my choice. It's my decision. Okay. The higher selves at this point, as I mentioned, we're going to begin the healing circle. And I'm going to just introduce you to Kim and her sister Pam so that after I do the healing circle, I'm going to move right into the healing on Kim and Pam. Let's see, I'm just checking the time. I, I okay. Um, so Kim is requesting the healing for Pam, and she she told me a couple things. She said that she yells, she spews hateful insults, she threatens and is threatening, and then she apologizes. Um, Kim also says that. She's honest and strong, and she can make you feel happy but she, and loved, but she can also make you feel alone and hated and afraid and rejected. And as Kim says, Pam can destroy you or create you. Now, when I asked her to be specific of what Pam's patterns were, she, Kim said that... Um, Pam is afraid to take responsibility, and she's also 
always bringing up the past. She doesn't like someone meddling in her choices or in her life. Um, she is a writer, and she keeps herself from being successful. Um, so we can see this is a commingled situation. We have Kim and Pam uh, as sisters. I do believe they live together, although I'm not positive of that. If they don't live together, they live really close. And Kim is very much... Uh, taking in and accepting the hurtful insults that Pam is uh, spewing at her. I've worked with Kim in the past and feel, you know, my heart goes out to her. She's been very wounded by this relationship, this commingled relationship. And I have worked with her on it um, more than once, not specifically this relationship, but on her own feelings of, inadequacy and feeling less than and that sort of thing. And Pam clearly also has patterns and they're, they're intermingling, commingling with each other. And so it seems like a perfect healing scenario since the higher selves are, are talking about, let's see if we can work this commingling thing using the objectivity that they discuss, that we can see the other side and also stand in our own space, not take in and swallow whole what somebody is saying to us, but instead standing in our own space, allowing them to feel. If that's where they feel about us, they feel it about us. But let's just say, okay, she feels that way. It's okay, but I'm not that. That is not who I am. I am my own person, I am pure and perfect in my own way, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, we do need to work on any hurt that comes up, but we will try to, uh, that will be on the table too, I'm sure, for this healing. Okay, so I'm not sure at all how the higher self are going to do this, but I don't know that there's anyone listening that doesn't have or have had some sort of commingling situation where there's been this kind of difficulty. Um, so I think it's like a perfect request, and I'm so happy to to see what the higher selves are what they're going to do for Pam and Kim. I do want to remind all of you that you can work the healing for yourselves. I'm going to reamalgamate us. I'm going to then do the healing circle because it is important that we use the group energy to help others. It's very, very, very powerful. Um, that we do that, and and then I will move into the healing as uh, for all of us. And I want each of you to, again, whatever comes up for Pam and Kim, you know, just act as if you have it too, because we all have a little bit of everything. We have it to different degrees. We manifest it in different ways. It, you know, the permutations and the combinations. Uh, manifest in different ways, but we, we all have everything. So please use this opportunity to help yourself as well. Okay. Okay, I'm now going to ask everyone to quiet their minds again, take a few deep breaths, and bring that focus of attention into the right here and the right now. I want us to move into the nowness and the oneness of the originating source of all there is, connecting at the pure soul essence level with all 
life with all life at all levels in all dimensions. I'm asking that we connect with the totality of all there is in this way, allowing us to bring this healing for Kim and Pam into the very highest level. I'm asking you all to also become one with to say to yourselves, I am my pure soul essence, understanding that we are using our focus of attention to activate the connection, the the connection with our pure soul essence and giving it permission to become very active in this healing today. The I'm also asking that each and every one of you become one with your true soul essence, that fifth dimensional part of you, that highest, most evolved part of each and every one of you. And knowing in so doing, we also become one with the totality of our higher selves, which are other aspects of our fifth dimensional nature. We also are going to become one with the purity of our facade soul, the human soul that we carry, knowing that we come, we came in and took on the facade soul that, and it was already carrying the, the purity and perfection of the human nature. It had already assimilated the animal nature and it stands at the very highest level of human that it can. The, the only issue is that we've accumulated over time thoughts and beliefs and misunderstandings and misconceptions and hurts and wounds, et cetera, et cetera, the many, many layers of energetics that perceiving and understanding that we are already pure. This, this life, the life pattern we're in is not about becoming and moving into the highest level, but to discovering and seeing that we are already there and also moving to connect with our true soul essence. I would like to call in at this point in time the higher selves of Kim and Pam. Uh, I'm activating the rainbow bridge energy, allowing the rainbow bridge to connect all of us to the... at the chakra level to the chakras of the originating source, also to create the rainbow bridge itself so that the higher selves are bringing in Pam and Kim. And they are moving in and they're standing on the platform symbolically in the center of the global uh, connection that we have uh, now. It's not, it's, it's because there are many, not only past, present, and future listeners of this show, but also we are now connecting uh, every week with others and other groups around the planet that are at the divine world level are moving in to become one with our process. And we too will do it when they're in their process. So we add a tremendous amount of energy to the 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 light and the divine energies that we are sending out. We are, it's multiplying. It's multiples, multiples of, of energies. And we're creating that symbolic but very real array of light from around this planet. Now, right in the center, now I'm not seeing it in the center of the planet. I do actually see it kind of in the center 
or in front of me. But in any case, no matter how you visualize it, Pam and Kim are present here. They are fully amalgamated with their higher self. They're fully amalgamated and in place. And they are, now it's very interesting because they are on two separate platforms, but in essence, symbolically, the higher selves are showing me a commingling of the platforms representative of the commingling of their pattern. So each, it's almost as if they have kind of an overlap, like I want to say like Venn diagrams in math, where part of the platform, the circle, is overlapping the circle of the other one. So you have an area that's commingled, but they each also have their own Space. So it's a symbolic image um, where, okay, okay, the higher selves are indicating where they're going to be working is in this commingled area because there's so much confusion in there and so much stuff. So we'll get to that in a bit. But right now, I just want to be really clear. We're working on these two individuals, and there's a commingled space between them. They are they each have their own soul space. This is very clear. They are not uh, they are totally independent souls. But symbolically, there is a commingling here, um, mostly out of misunderstanding. They are allowing it. They're giving permission for the commingling to happen. Uh, in a way, which is what we all do. This isn't this isn't anything, you know, any denigration or judgment on them. This is what we do. We allow the commingling to happen, and we don't stand in our soul space all the time. We jump in and out of this sort of commingling kind of arena, and this is what we want to really focus on and deal with today. Okay, so... The first thing the higher selves are indicating is they want to call in divine vision and expanded perception, divine understanding and divine love for each of them and divine forgiveness um, and divine connection to their own soul space. So the connection is happening not only to the higher selves and the true soul essence and the originating source, but to their own purity of their own facade soul. So the two of them are, I'm calling it in because they really need to have kind of the foundation or the anchor. And this is important for all of us that we can anchor in our own soul space. Otherwise, it'll be too easy to drag, you know, be dragged into kind of a commingled space where we're giving permission to the other person to be in charge or whatever is happening, and we have moved out of the now, we've moved out of the power of the now and the power of our own choice. So, so what's happened is symbolically there, are, there is an anchor of light symbolically being created for Pam and for uh, Kim. Okay. Now I want to see where they're going to take going to grab some water here just a sec guys okay so what i'm seeing at what the higher selves are indicating is that they are they're asking to for both of them and it's and i'm seeing it symbolically coming out of that confused commingled space that's the part of each of their souls that are giving permission for this whole thing to happen so first of all we want them to release from that space that the powerlessness the powerlessness the helplessness the um, 
the feelings of hopelessness that somehow they're locked in. It almost feels like these two, it almost feels like a conjoined situation. That's what it feels like, that they're so tied together. It's almost like they're conjoined, like they're sharing certain organs. I mean, it, it seems like it. And wow, that's intense. And I want that conjoined feeling, the, the, the feeling of it's just impossible to disentangle. It's like the entanglement is so intense and so solid and so entrenched that it's like a solidified truth. And in another life, it might have been conjoined twins. I mean, really, that's how intense it feels. Now, don't assume that if anyone's conjoined twins, it's the same scenario, guys, because I don't know anything about conjoined twins. I've never done any kind of soul scans on them before, on them at all. So I don't want anyone making assumptions. But I want right now for this conjoined feeling, like this entanglement is so entwined and so entrenched that they're hopeless to change it. Like there is, they're powerless. It just keeps coming up. The confusion, the ties, the bonds are so deep, are so interwoven. It's almost like they've been knotted together many, many times in many, many lifetimes. And I want the divine light to come in to dissolve the knots. That's what I'm seeing. It's just knotted. It's almost like... I think you know what I mean. So I want the, I don't need to describe it. You you get it. It's like knots. And I want the light to come in and start to dissolve the knots, dissolve the perspectives, the viewpoints, the feelings of helplessness, the feelings of entanglement, the feelings of being anchored, the feelings of being conjoined. I want the light, divine freedom, divine objectivity, divine perspective, divine experience expanded perception, divine vision, divine understanding. It is really important for all these divine energies to come in. Um, There's also here, somehow, and I don't know how, but there's a validation for each of them that they're alive because of this relationship or that they have purpose at some level or they have importance. It's as if they've made some very misunderstandings and misinterpretations as to their role in each other's lives. And it's different for each one. So um, interestingly enough, for Kim, she feels as if her role is to make Pam feel stronger, feel more empowered, feel like she has a say, feel more than. It's as if at some inner level she thinks it's her job to be the mat, the, you know, the one that gets trampled on so so that Kim can feel like she has some power, she has some strength. So I have a feeling that over time, there's been lifetimes where, yeah, 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 the higher selves are indicating, yes. Yeah, in fact, that Kim, in past lifetimes, did some things or didn't do some things, I don't know which, that engendered a kind of guilt, like and somehow she's responsible 
for her sister feeling bad about herself or feeling less than or feeling uh, some or having gone through some of the experiences that she's gone through. So there's a lot of guilt here for Kim too. This idea of atoning, this, this belief that she has to put up with just what the higher selves are saying, we don't have to put up with this. If we do, we can stand in our own soul space and allow them to feel what they feel without taking in what they say about us as truth. So, but Kim hasn't had the advantage or the uh, concepts before of understanding there is, it's possible to allow her sister to be who she is without taking in all that the sister is saying about her, all those insults that she's throwing. So, um, so the, so Kim is taking on this sense of responsibility and choosing the commingling. It's a kind of, uh, kind of codependence going on here. This almost like a symbiosis in a way that isn't a very positive one. The perspectives, the viewpoints from each of them is that it, it is positive or at least is needed and necessary and that they owe it to the other one. So I want Kim to release those sorts of things and certainly Pam if she's carrying anything similar. Now Pam, um, we want to work on Pam. Pam's coming from a slightly different place. She's coming from a place where she feels like her sister is always getting it wrong and it's up to her to fix it. There's actually a sense of good intention here that and caring that she does actually intend to help and intend to care. But unfortunately, that often gets lost because of the, the whole scenario that she's gotten caught up with, with the blaming thing. She's gotten caught up very much in what we've, the, the human condition where, you know, instead of just being helpful and suggesting She's fallen into the blaming of Kim, blaming her because of this, that, and the other, and you really need to do it this way instead. So the whole blame thing has gotten woven into the intention, and it's become, it's, it's become more and more entrenched and moved into the insulting side as well. So we want Kim to, I mean, Pam to release all of that, the anger behind it, the frustration, also the sense of powerlessness because she is unable to quote unquote fix Kim. It's as if she's taken on a life um, mission to fix Kim, to help her because she so screwed up things. And so at, at the underlying level, it's just really sad because there is intention, but it doesn't play out that way. And it actually, along with Kim um, accepting the role of being the victim, Pam is playing out the role of the victimizer. So they fit very to, very much together in this commingled space. You can't have one without the other giving permission. So both of them have given permission for this kind of pattern to continue to evolve. Both feel very upset about it. Both hurt both misunderstand and I'm having I want all of those things to be released I'm seeing a lot of releases from both of them whoa neither one of them 
likes the situation. It isn't just Kim because Pam doesn't feel good underneath. She's trying to fix it, but she's just having a problem finding how, and she gets caught up in the emotionalizing, in the habits, in the recurring pattern happening over and over again. It's really hard to get out of these schisming's where we pull off and trying to coerce others to be what we think they should be, to uh, do what we think they should do or shouldn't do. And so very much this is Pam moving into that and pushing Kim to be and do what she thinks should or shouldn't be done. This is exactly the scenario we all get involved in. And don't you know what a perfect time to have this particular healing come up. So I want that, all of that to be let go of. Oh my gosh, this, I want the idea of acceptance to move in the divine acceptance of the self and divine acceptance of the others divine um well i have to go back and get the oh the higher selves had such a good word and i've never used it before and i wanted to get find it i'm trying to i don't remember divine allowance to allow each other to be who they are but without accepting as truth what is coming from one another. So I want to call in divine, a higher heart consciousness. Okay. Okay. Now, the, the, actually, that commingled symbolically, that commingled space is actually getting smaller. So that's just my symbol, and I'm sharing it with you all. That's the way the higher self show me, that there is a lot of releasing being done. And um, it's really, really uh, a positive thing. It's much, much smaller here. I, they're already showing me that there is a disconnection here of that commingled space. And I just can't believe it's happening that fast. So I'm going to let go of my own disbelief. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I really don't know. So I just want to let go of all of it. We are, with an evolutionary thrust, a lot of stuff is moving a lot quicker. And I want all the pain and the hurt and the suffering that each has felt from one another, that each has felt all the judgments about the self, judgments and the judgment of other, the self-denigration, the judgment, the, the denigration of each other. And again, all the powerlessness, all the hopelessness and all the helplessness that has been very much a part of this scenario between the two of them. Neither one of them happy, neither one of them content, neither one of them uh, feeling this is the way it should be going or needs to be going or could or have to be going. They, they, they Both of them want the change but did not ha- know how to manifest the change. So I want all of this to be let go of. I want to call in divine change. Um, divine acclamation, divine hope, the hope being that they can move into owning their own soul space, respecting themselves and one another, loving themselves and one another, forgiving themselves and one another. And now we want to call in divine faith, 
that energy that always works with hope because it, it's the energy that brings in the power to manifest all that is hoped for. So we bringing in the divine faith. I want to also call in the divine material balance from the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It allows us all and, and uh, Pam and Kim as well to help manifest or materialize from the abstract into the concrete. We want this healing to bubble up and manifest itself into the life pattern of these two women. That's what we want and into the life pattern either any of us have in a commingled type of scenario. So I am feeling that energy is very powerfully moving in. It helps us also harmonize with the planet. Remember last week we talked about the planet Earth and going through its own soul mind detox. And this is uh, when we call in the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It helps us harmonize with the planet and with our own soul mind detox. So we're kind of working together, paralleling each other. Uh, the planet in ourselves. So it's very, very, uh, very powerful to bring this energy in. Now let me just see. Okay. I'm not being given anything more specifically on this pattern for them just seeing that the releases are happening, continuing to happen. There is a sense of needing to atone that's coming up that's part of the guilt. I want everybody, all of you listening, and also Pam and, of course, Pam and Kim, to release any need to atone, any belief that atonement is the way to fix things. It is not. We want to call in divine forgiveness of each other and of themselves. Um, Let me see what else. There is anger and frustration here. It is being taken out on each other, but in essence, the souls, each soul is, is frustrated with itself because it hasn't really been able to own its own power. We want to call in divine power and divine connection to the power. And again, it isn't power like we think power is corrupt, means corruption and control and manipulation and all of that. This is divine power. And the divine power helps us anchor and connect with our own purest, most perfect, most potent point of power, that pure soul essence. So we want to call in divine power right now for both of these uh, women. And we want to utilize it for ourselves too. I want everyone and to have that be anchored and start to build the foundation where we can hold on to the soul space, that divine objectivity for both Pam and Kim, so that no matter what happens between them, that the other does not take in that as truth for them. In their own soul space, the choice to find their own truth, to to find and live out of the space of who they are and what is right and proper for them while allowing the other one to do the same. So we are calling in the divine objectivity and the very highest level. And this divine objectivity is, is, letting, is triggering off a lot of releasing around the subjective nature 
where we subjectively viewpoint view uh, what's happening based on our personal beliefs and, and experiences with it. So a lot of that is being let go. A lot of the emotional uh, blueprints are being tackled with this energy, allowing a lot of the emotionalizing to be released. Um, I'm just seeing a lot, and I'm not getting specific, but I'm seeing a lot of the emotional blueprints actively releasing the or the the light is neutralizing the Velcro or the webbing that holds the emotions to the any events and experiences that have been that have gone on in the in the past of this life and all lives. And so it's helping to release that emotion those emotions that cause so much of the schisming that causes so often not to choose to stay in our own space but to be caught up in the emotionalizing and the blaming and the hurting and the powerlessness, all of that. So a lot of those are being let go of. And I am now seeing the soul space for each woman in like an orb. It's like they're standing now on their each individual platforms, the soul space for each individual is now separate. It's as if the conjoined twins have been disconnected. And this is a great symbol. I'm very excited. So they have this opportunity. Now I want to, the higher selves are indicating, it's very important to neutralize, I don't know how to describe it exactly. We want to send an energy to the part of the soul space that is so used to being conjoined. It's almost like there's an open wound there for each of them. We want to heal it. Now, I can't explain exactly what that is, but let's say you're disconnecting actually conjoined twins. There are going to be some open wounds, some uh, places where the cuts were made to disconnect them. And this is very interesting, but they're open wounds symbolically at the energetic level, at the soul level, that the higher selves want us to address. And you need to address this too for each and every one of you that might be working on your own commingled situation or condition with anybody or others. So right now they're sending in, they're having us send in divine healing, divine repair um, to these areas. And I'm seeing divine plasma come in Divine plasma is a kind of a stem cell energy. It is a very powerful energy. It becomes whatever it needs to be. It's actually some healing going on with the auric field. Now, this is actually very interesting to me. I know the auric field can be have holes in it. I, I'm experiencing they're explaining it, it to me in a different way, which I this is new, but apparently there can be some injury to the auric field in in in, in a different way. And so this energy, this divine plasma, this divine healing energy is also working to heal the auric field. Because otherwise, just out of sort of the magnetic attraction, I don't know how to explain it, just like the the habit of being connected. And it's almost like it's painful for the disconnect at first. 
because it's unknown. So it's scary. So we want to let that we want the fears to be neutralized. We want the habit at that conjoined kind of way to be neutralized. Um, we want symbolically any hurts and wounds, any projections to the other, any blaming of the other, like, hey, we're, we're disconnected now. It's your fault, whether it comes from anybody, either one. Somehow that the hurt and the wounds were the other person's choice. But in fact, each of these souls has decided to do this. It's because they want to do it. They are choosing to disconnect. Uh, the conjoined nature. So we want all of that to be neutralized, all of those issues. We want the light to just permeate and uh, the divine love, the divine acceptance, the divine forgiveness, the divine understanding at the very highest level possible because this is really important so they don't just sort of out of habit jump back in to the same old, same old. Okay, there's a there's a quote unquote weakness here because it's been so long term. The habit of it, the you know we the, at the soul level, change is hard. Even because and often we stick we stick with what we know even if we're unhappy with it because it's like a security point. We know what it is and we don't know what the change is going to bring. So that's. Really what we're doing, we're neutralizing the security point for each soul. The part that they're carrying, the altered realities, the belief systems, the viewpoints, the hurts, the wounds, whatever that is part of it in the higher self, they're not enumerating them for me and because it's not important. We're just sending the light in to help dissolve all of those security points so that these two independent individual souls can really move fully into their own soul space and find their own way and accept each other and allow each other to find their own way. I'm seeing a kind of uh, energy that is going over symbolically all the wounds that we just work to heal to kind of like bandages. There's an energy to... um, like a bandage, as I can say, it's like a bandage to allow the healing to happen over a space of time, whether it's half an hour or half a day or a week or three weeks or whatever it is. So we have now symbolically an energetic bandage that has moved into place for each of the soul souls. And both of them are also getting a cocoon of energy, the new type of cocoon that I'm now seeing, which is a very brilliant light. It is their own individual soul uh, healing circle. I just remembered I forgot to do the healing circle. Well, I can do it. Um, I can do it now. Uh, anyway, so they're getting their own individual healing circle. They will content, continue to heal as long as at the soul level they are give that uh, agreement to their higher selves. There's also an acclimation energy here to help acclimate them to the change, and there's also the acclimation energy here too for the evolutionary thrust, which is making things more intense for all of us 
And so this acclimation to the thrust is very welcome. Now, I do want to, since I'm glad the higher cells reminded me, uh, I do want to do the healing circle because we want this very beautiful array of light that we have created to move uh, to work as a group. Okay, so now in the state of consciousness, let's move now toward the healing circle. Remember, we are the vehicles of energy. We call into the healing circle all individuals at all levels who desire to be part of this healing and balancing process. Remember, the healing circle is infused with many different energies, and each time we come together, we are accentuating those energies, infusing those energies, empowering those energies, simply because we're choosing to be part of this process. So let us place into the center of the healing circle all situations and conditions as they pertain to this planet or any other planet where a sense of hopelessness, helplessness, and powerlessness is concerned. Let's place into the center of the healing circle every situation and condition where healing is needed that each of you carries whether you are conscious of it or unconscious of it. Just send them out into the healing circle. This can be any situation or condition and all situations and conditions. Just let it flow out into the healing circle. Now let us ask of the higher self who works specifically in this healing circle to move out and begin to work with each individual place, each situation place, carrying all of this energy, the energy of hope, the energy of faith, that that what is hoped for will manifest positively, the energy of higher heart consciousness, the energy of higher mind, peace, tranquility, the desire on the part of all souls to be lifted in balance and harmony, body, soul, and mind, and the rainbow bridge energy. It's all there. And symbolically speaking, speaking, it's as if the higher selves move into the healing circle and break off little bits of this light and provide it to each mind, to each soul, and to all situations placed in the healing circle. Remember, this is only a symbol in order to give us an idea and to give us consciousness of how this energy is working. Now let each of us thought project into the center of the healing circle and let each of us accept our own little piece of that light that carries all those energies in it. And symbolically, you can put that little piece of light in your pocket and take it home with you. This is a conscious focus when there are times that you feel you are powerless or out of control of your life. Just reach into your pocket and take out that little piece of light and focus on it. The higher selves will continue now by carrying the energy into the astral, out into the totality of the human kingdom universe, reaching and touching all forms of life who desire to partake of the energy. And just so you be, are aware, that little piece of light is that cocoon that we all are now being made aware of, our own energy, our own healing circle that we carry with us 
24-7, and any time we become aware we're in a situation or a condition, we're experiencing an event or an individual or several individuals, we can move into or become conscious of not only our own soul space, but of that symbolic but very real healing circle energy that we carry 24-7 with us, that little piece of light that we can utilize with every situation and condition. And with that, guys, I'm done with the healing. (laughs) I'm done with the session. And, oh, my gosh, I hope you felt it. Oh, my gosh. It was very helpful for me because I certainly have commingled situations, especially in the past, some that even aren't resolved at this point in time, that I'm putting in my own healing circle. Uh, I didn't work on them specifically because I was working on Pam and Kim. The higher selves, by the way, have returned them. Uh, They are no longer standing on the Rainbow Bridge platform, which has now been um, dissipated. But I hope all of you got a lot out of it. And if you want to contact me in any way, JVVM Richmond at gmail.com. Please contact me, JVVM Richmond at gmail.com. Ask me any questions, make comments, request a healing, anything. Please contact me. If I don't get back to you soon, I apologize, but I will always get back to everyone. And with that, I hope that you all are having a good summer and had a wonderful uh, holiday if you're in this country, if you're in the U.S. And I also will be back next week with a new show, (laughs) as always. I'm going to be doing a show the next two weeks, or is it three? I will not be doing the show on the 26th of July because I will be traveling. I'm leaving Vermont and going back to uh, visit my daughter in Houston. So on my way home to L.A. But I'm only missing that one week. So the 26th is dark. But other than that, I'm going to be continuing my shows. Like it or not, I like it. (laughs) Actually, I love it. And I love all of you, and I thank all of you, and wish you all the best, and I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful summer. And with that, I will say goodbye for this week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.